Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about, am I making any money? Let's get into it. What is up, friend on the Mancast? It is great to be back with you. Like I said, we're going to get into the topic of Am I making any money? But before we get there, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to it right now. Leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how you feel about the show. And then we're on all the socials, all of them. Just go to printonamancast.com slash and then fill in the blank. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're there. We are there for you <laughs> always. So, and joining me as always is uh, my co-host, Travis Ross. Travis from the White Room there in make your mark design that's totally not a green screen for those watching on youtube or spotify it's the real deal he's really in uh what is probably a more decorated isolation interrogation more well lit interrogation room i guess we can say that and a lot more decoration i don't know if i've ever seen one with a heart picture on the wall behind him but what's up man how is your day how is your april going so far it's but are we? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're halfway through April, which is yeah, like, it's what, tax is, day actually today. Ta- oh uh, yeah, it April is tax day. Yeah. Congratulations, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, depending on if you get a return or you have to pay, because <laughs> it can hurt. It can hurt a yes. lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're halfway through April. I don't know what the crap that's about. Uh, I feel like time just moves quicker the older you get, and then you know. It's not, yes. we're not, we're not going to get dark and macabre here, folks. It's just crazy that we're already halfway through April. So how is your April going so far? We were talking about Stanley Cup playoffs are starting like mm-hmm. now. So last year when this happened, the podcast was on Wednesdays, sometimes on a Friday, maybe a Monday. Yeah. We've really just removed our lives around for the Colorado Avalanche last year at this time. <laughs> we we sure did. Yeah, I I don't know if it'll be as uh, as much fun as it was last year because they were really good last year. I mean, they're good yeah. this year, um, yeah, they're and they're really good this year. I don't know. It's um, I will definitely attend a bar and buy cheap drinks oh, for sure. And watch. Yeah, once uh, once everyone's what? back from from their Hawaii trip, all of our uh, all of our buddies, Stanley Cup viewing crew mm-hmm. are all. Uh, you know, enjoying the sun and sand like we both were at several times this last couple months. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens. The avalanche are good. They're just a little injury plagued. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see what happens. But either feel, way, it's going to be a fun time. I feel like before we go any further, um, in the spirit of transparency, 
Um, I know you talked about this, you know, like a couple minutes ago, but I just want everyone to understand this is not my actual office. Um, this is in fact a green screen and you can, if you are watching, you can see how the weirdness happens. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So just, you know, wanted to go ahead and pull the curtain back, uh, but not the green screen, uh, no. but just the curtain and, uh, should tell you guys that, yep, this is in fact a green screen. And it, I like it cause it, it looks way better than, you know, than, <laughs> than the whiteboard on the wall with Larry, the cucumber drawn on it. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Virtual backgrounds are fun. You can be anywhere at That's right. any time really. So, um, but yeah. All right. So let's get into, well, yeah. First of all, how's your April going? I think we don't know. Do you answer that question? Oh, you, you well, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going, it's um, you know, I, this is kind of a down time for, for print on demand, you know, and sure. obviously there's some issues, you know, I mean, we always run into issues. You've heard of, you've heard of Murphy's law. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. And of yes. course, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. You've, but have you, um, have you heard of a uh, Cole's law? Cole's no, I no. Uh, uh, it's actually thinly sliced cabbage and mayo. for the weekly dad joke very nice coleslaw coleslaw thinly thinly sliced cabbage and mayo um yeah i wouldn't say that you know i don't i don't think we're like living in the middle of murphy's law or anything you know i mean because there's a lot more things that could go wrong um (laughs) you know in, in business and just in life but uh but no it's you know april is april and um like i say it's a little bit slower but um Mm -hmm. we're you know, trying to figure out stuff. Actually, uh, Uncle Mike and Aunt Jackie, um, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know who they are. They're actually in the other room right now uh, at our office. And um, we're, you know, kind of meeting and strategizing and just figuring some stuff out. So, uh, yeah, so things are moving forward, I guess. Nice. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. And I'm glad, you know, this slow month isn't like killing you because I know April can be a slow month, like February, like into the summer. It can a little sketchy. You don't really know. There's nothing really big coming up other than the 4th of July. However, for this week, for the point of interest, we have strange summer holidays that you could possibly capitalize on. So let's go to the point of interest. Well, howdy, partner. Welcome to the point of interest part of the POD cast. So grab your hat and hold on tight because we got some learning to do. All right, we've got some learning to do, and we're going to do it right now. <laughs> Crazy summer holidays. We always do this occasionally. I say, oh, okay, always to do this occasionally. Always occasionally. oxymoron um, <laughs> that doesn't really work That's out. That's awesome. So uh, we're, <laughs> we occasionally do this where we'll kind of say like, hey, coming up in the future months are some very abstract holidays that maybe you could take advantage of and mm-hmm. print some stuff for. So. We're just going to highlight a couple uh, that are on the way. April 29th, National Pool Opening Day. Okay. Mm. So it's good to know. Tops going. Yeah. It's also my birthday. So if anyone's taking notes, April 29th is my birthday. And I'm getting this year what I got last year. So you year. get nothing. 
unless we play poker and I maybe win. So that that's a possibility. Um, so yeah, national poll opening day. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we have. National uh, Safe Sun Week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. May twenty second. Sure. So that actually ties into uh, May twenty seventh, which is National Sunscreen Day. So you could probably, you know, sunscreen and all that. But the cool thing about May twenty seventh, yeah. in my personal opinion, and that is that it's actually National Grape Popsicle Day. Nice. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a good grape popsicle. To be, well, or a popsicle in general, actually. May twenty seventh would be a great day to enjoy one. Yeah. So as you can probably tell at this point, um, some of these holidays you might be able to design something for, you know, and create something. And uh, you, yes. if you are, if you are planning on that, you want to get it out now. Um, I mean, but then others, other, yeah, you're and probably we'll let, not going to sell any. We are going to let you. De- yeah, we're going to let you decide which right. one is which. And it'll be uh, a learning experience. Alrighty then. Yeah. So, so like June twenty eighth is Wimbledon. Okay. You use yeah. some tennis focus stuff to get ready yeah. for Wimbledon. Now, don't use the word Wimbledon in your description uh, because no, I'm no. sure that would be a bad thing. But Emotional damage. Wouldn't be right. good. Would not yeah. be good. You know, uh, the summer solstice is June twenty first. Um, a lot of things happening, you know, around that people do recognize that that's, you know, that's a day. And so you could yep. do some things around that. Um, the one thing that you can do, and I, I know some people, I mean, a lot more t-shirt sales probably in the summer, uh, probably a lot fewer coffee mug sales in the summer yep. because it's yep. hot, you know, yep. people aren't thinking of, they won't want hot drinks necessarily in the summer. Um, but you might sell some more tumblers you know, or some skinny tumblers or things, you know, things of that nature, uh, water bottles. Um, but I mean, those are like the basic idea behind, you know, seasonality of products, but you combine those with one of these amazing, strange summer holidays that we're talking about and you might get a winner. Exactly. July 12th is Amazon prime day, which is always huge. If you're selling on Amazon, that is going to be a big day for you to have these designs ready. Maybe a nice kind of like goal to get some stuff ready by July 12th for when mm-hmm. that day hits. Uh, don't forget, July 10th is Nude Recreation Week. Uh, and then July 14th <laughs> is National Nude Day. So maybe not so much uh, a winner for uh, merch sales and T-shirt sales. But depending on your preference in recreational activities, you could have a reason to just let your freak flag fly and go have yourself a time somewhere that they allow such things to take place. Uh, I have no idea what that would be, so don't ask me. I have not the slightest clue uh, where in Colorado, especially, people will be taking a part, taking in, in part. I don't know words. Uh, part of. Hard. Yes, yeah. taking part of that's the thing. That I to say. Suffer to pressure. Uh, and of course, you know, September 4th, you know, Labor Day, July 4th, of course, Independence Day is the huge one. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting stuff up for that. I know yeah. I always had a lot of fun finding some designs for July 4th, you know, you know, combining, you know, Abraham Lincoln with, um, you know, a buff dude with muscles and, you know, history mm-hmm. buff and all those kinds of things. Sure. And, Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. It, 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 it was a great time. So uh, yeah. just some stuff to look out for. Yeah, August 26th, National Dog Day. 
obviously a lot of dog things you can design Um, and then august 16th another one that's kind of I, i don't know maybe it's a little under the radar but something that you can it could inspire design national roller coaster day yeah um, so there's you know it's not just all crazy stuff um or the you know the standard stuff you know like mm-hmm. father's day you know uh yes fourth of july you know that stuff there's there's some other right. holidays and things that some people know about and may right. want to celebrate in some way so um yeah. it is always a great idea to have a list of holidays, no matter how crazy they are, um, kind of as part of your design calendar, your design yeah. uh, plan, um, yep. you know, just keep it, keep it, keep it there. National hot dog day, July 19th. Yep. I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone's going to buy a shirt with yeah. a, you know. July 5th was, is bikini national bikini day. Right. You've seen those funny shirts with the bikini or the people, you know, in the, the, the cartoon bodies and bikinis and pe- that people wear the white t-shirts that are just printed. You could, you know, there you go. Try that. Yeah. Out. Heck, even, I mean, there's, there's a, uh, there's some print on demand places that you can actually do full on sublimation on bikinis. You could yeah. literally sell bikinis for national bikini day, yep. you know? So there's, I'm sure there's people that are going to buy a bikini um, for that day. And so yeah. prepare, I mean, that's really all we're doing here. We're, we're, you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek because, you know, national nude day. Don't buy <laughs> Don't sell any apparel, you know, uh, ha ha ha. But <laughs> yeah. the truth is this is, um, this is a good strategy to use in your business, even though we, you know, we have a little fun with it. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you guys a good, uh, a good resource, uh, that I learned about while my manager at Allstate while I was there, uh, it told us about nationaltoday.com is something you can go to and look up the holidays for every single day. So like today is International Juggers Day. Juggers? <laughs> I got a uh, No, that's not what I said. I meant to say International Jugglers Day. Uh, you know, where they, okay. never mind. So that's their uh, National <laughs> Animal Crackers Day is today. Uh, you know, National Velociraptor Awareness Day, that's today. So there's lots wow. of things that you can go and you can actually click ahead and see what's coming up. So for marketing purposes, too, if you're looking for a social media post idea just to get out there with a design that might work with Velociraptor Appreciation Day, whatever, um, mm-hmm. you can tie those two things together. So nationaltoday.com is a great resource for those kinds of things. Yeah, there's like a crap ton. You know, it's Conan O'Brien's birthday today. Who knew? Well, nationaltoday.com knew. They sure did. It's also Kourtney Kardashian's birthday, which who knew? Or who you know cares? what else it is? It's a World Amateur Radio Day. I feel like we are celebrating we that right that? now. I feel like we qualify for that all the time. <laughs> uh, it's also National Pinata Day, so go break something with candy inside of it. It doesn't matter if it's an actual pinata or not. Just don't tell them I told you to do that, uh, and I will edit this part out of the uh, show the day after it drops. So I can't have plausible deniability that I did a call to action or anything like that. So um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into this week's main event.
So this main event, just to forewarn you, is gonna get into some of the the details. Or, Let's get you know, down to the nitty gritty and find out the answer to the question: How do you know if you're making money? Because at the end of the day, the answer to that question will inform what you should do the days after <laughs> that question, uh, or how you continue. So, because I mean. Honestly, for for me, and I know you know for you, Travis as well. We've talked about kind of bookkeepers and maybe bringing someone on that, that does taxes and because all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff is, you know, I have a friend who who is a C. I have two friends that are that are you know CPAs, and this is the busiest season of their lives, and you know they, right. they have they have no respite. And when they tell me when I ask the question like how's work going, and they do anything if they dive any deeper than Man, it's crazy busy. If they start telling me like the specifics of this, per, you know, client that they have, mm-hmm. it's it's another language. You know what I mean? Right. Cruel mm-hmm. basis, cash basis. I'm like, dude, I don't just. Are you? Did you have a good day? Just, just say yes <laughs> or no, <laughs> because I, that's all I can really relate to at this point. But at the end of the month, you know, are you making anything? And how do you know if you're making anything? And Travis, you were talking to me before we pressed record after we filtered through a myriad of potential dad jokes uh which is what we <laughs> always do when we log on to the call like the first thing you just burn so much time um with nonsense and waffling so but we're talking about contribution margin versus gross margin and so mm-hmm. for those listening and, and because you certainly have a better handle on what exactly those two things are and how they differ kind of walk us through what each of those are benefits mm-hmm. pros cons you know and how they differ how they're similar and and we can kind of go from there and if i have any questions <laughs> i will interject <laughs> okay i know you'll you'll probably be nodding off by the end of this because um yeah I'll some of this can the, get a little heady i will just uh man the uh the board here <laughs> okay anytime you hear i hear a good nugget or you know if i'm learning something you learn today Uh, It's going to be an educational experience. (laughs) Right. Well, I'll try not to bore people, but um, uh, this kind of came about, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about um, a contribution margin and they were talking about like how to know how to price your products actually is what they were talking about um, specifically in print. And um, as I was listening to it, there were things and I was like, yeah, but what about this? And you're not taking, you know, that doesn't take into account this part and how do you figure this out? And so, um, I wanted to kind of like talk a little bit about the contribution margin and what that is and all of that. And then, um, what kind of the pros and cons to that are. And then on the same side, you know, talk about the gross margin, which is a different kind of, um, methodology, I guess, of looking at your business. And so, um, how does this, uh, you know, and, and I think in the end, I think in the end, this is going to help you know if you're making any money or at least to know like what your break even is. And and I think that's, I mean, obviously if you're in business, that's super important. So anyway, um, gross margin versus, versus uh, contribution margin. So gross margin is going to encompass all of the costs of a specific specific product while contribution margin is only encompassing the variable costs of a product. So you've got really two costs in any business. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you could, it could be argued that there's others, but 
if you really boil it down, you've got um, variable costs and you have, um, uh, what's the, what's the other one? What's the one I'm thinking of the other one? Fixed, um, fixed cost or yes, fixed cost. Thank you. So you've got this variable cost and what the variable cost is, it's based on your sales. It's based on like, what does it cost you when somebody buys something? Um, and then the fixed cost is what does it cost you if nobody buys something? So yeah. those are things that are going to be fixed, no matter if you sell one or a thousand, there's a certain number of costs in your business that will not change. Um, the variable costs obviously do change with those because they're variable, right? Yeah. So, um, so gross margin is going to encompass all of that based on a product, whereas, um, whereas the contribution margin is only going to include the variable cost of a good. And there's, there's kind of pros and cons to both of those. So what we've done with our, um, our bookkeeper, she is incredibly smart and a wizard with spreadsheets. And, and we're, we have gone down the gross margin path and, um, basically that gross margin for a good is going to include those variable costs, but it also includes some other things. So, um, for instance, the gross margin is going to in include like the cost of the good. So if it's a t-shirt, it's a, you know, it's going to include the t-shirt. If it's a coffee mug, it's going to include the coffee mug. Um, it's going to include how much ink was used on that. Uh, if you did a transfer, the paper that was involved in the transfer, if you was a shirt and you needed to pre-treat it, you know, it's going to include the pre-treat. Um, it's going to include the packing materials for that product. Um, is it a poly bag? Is it a box? Do you use tape? Um, is it a styrofoam mailer with tape or, you know, what is it? And then, um, and then the direct labor that is actually used to make that product. Um, and that's going to be based on time. How long does it typically take to make a coffee mug? How long does it typically, and this, this can change in your, in your business. Cause if you have one heat press versus 10 heat presses, you can probably do a lot more with 10 heat presses. Now there is a diminishing, there's a lot of diminishing returns with one person. Maybe, maybe they can only optimally operate six heat presses. And so when you add that seventh, you're not getting the same benefit as when you added that fourth or fifth, um, because they just can't, you know, wrap the transfers and, and, you know, print them and wrap them in time before, you know, beep, beep, beep. It's right. telling you to take the bug out of the, the, you know, the, the heat press. So, but none of that really matters because you're going to do this kind of time analysis. And we, I've talked about this. We did this for a while and, um, we basically did different products and different, um, uh, numbers of products and all of these different, uh, time frames. And we did it over the course of like two or three weeks. Yeah. And, you know, we do 10 mugs. Then the next time we do, you know, five mugs, uh, seven, uh, you know, water bottles and all of these things in sublimation, you know, different products and different amounts of products. And then after that, we said, okay, we just, you know, the last thousand sublimation products. Um, and the time that it took to make those thousand is this. So we made the average of that. And that, sure. and then we divided that by the wage of the person that was doing it. And we did that in all of our departments and we came up with what we called the direct labor to make a specific product in a 
department mm -hmm. because like in, in UV, um, it's going to take a lot longer to make a framed sign than it is a, um, uh, like a flask or something or something yeah. that we're just putting on because you got to take the frame afterwards and put the thing in it and, you know, do all of these right. other things. Um, and it might take a little longer to pack that, you know, cause maybe the, the, uh, the flask is just going in a box in a bag where the other yeah. one's going in a, in a box and you got to fold it weird and all of that. And so we took the average of all of those things to come up with a basic UV, um, you know, time to create a product. So how are you doing so far? Good. Is everyone <laughs> with us? Is everyone here? <laughs> Bueller. 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 <laughs> so um, the issue with using this approach, the gross margin approach, where you you take every piece of the puzzle and put it into a number um, yeah. to get as granular and as detailed as you possibly can, is that you're 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 introducing variables into the actual what the actual cost is yeah. because you're just estimating. Like I just said, it takes longer to make a framed sign than it does a flask, and so. Yeah, maybe over, you know, four weeks of, you know, different products and different uh, times, you have an average. It's not nailed down to in each individual product. Could you do that? Probably. But then, you know, you're the point is you're going to get an accurate data in the end because you're every time you introduce another variable, maybe I used more tape this time than I did last time. Right. You see, maybe there was, uh, you know, a clog in one of the printers and I had to spend some time, you know, uh, clearing the clog. I had to, you know, do a, a head cleaning. Um, yeah. maybe, I mean, there's so many variables that you can't necessarily account for all of them. Um, when you'd use this gross margin idea. So that's kind of, that's the biggest con. Um, the benefit is that because your direct labor is included in this number, uh, in this gross margin or this this price, I guess you know to to create this good. If you scale, um, you know exactly how much labor it's going to take to produce new goods. So if right. I'm doing a thousand products a month, or you know, or whatever, and I jump to two thousand. My, my cost to produce those, my direct labor will increase because it's going to take longer. I might even need to hire people, you know, so that's, right. that's good. You can know kind of your capacity number with gross margin for products. Um, so that's the benefit of that. You really understand. And so, you know, for somebody like me, print on demand um, in December, it's, an, you can imagine it's really important to kind of know <laughs> that number as we estimate, you know, Hey, we're going to two three, four, five X, 10 X are our number of products. What do we need as far as direct labor to actually make these things? Now, again, it's an estimate, but it can help when you're scaling. So that's, that's gross margin. Um, and that's what that means. Okay. Still with me? Yes. I'm gonna take a break, take a drink okay. of coffee and you know, yeah. Scooby -Dooby -Doo, where are you? We have some work to do now. All right. It's a nice distraction. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're I welcome. appreciate it. That shocked yes. everyone back into listening yeah. to the show. 
<laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, here we go. Okay. So contribution margin, the other side of it. Um, this is only going to use the variable costs um, and many of the potential variables that you would think they're going to call those fixed costs. And I'll explain mm -hmm. why here in just a second. But the only thing you're going to count in the variable cost in, in many situations, this can gr vary greatly, but specifically like in a, you know, a t-shirt business or a, you know, a print on demand business, the only thing you're going to yeah. actually call, uh, you're only going to uh, count as a variable cost is the product. So for me, if I'm printing a mug, well, that means that the variable cost is however much I bought that mug for. It doesn't take into account or it can, but it usually doesn't take into account your ink or your transfer. Um, right. If you're doing a shirt, it doesn't take into account the, the pre-treat. Um, and it, it, it doesn't take into account the direct labor. So let's say um, I print a, a t-shirt for, um, you know, or I sell it for, for $20 and it cost me $3 or, you know, $3 to buy the shirt. $17 yeah. is my, uh, contribution margin. Okay. $3 is the variable cost. So what the contribution margin is, is any amount of money you make on a order or, you know, on a product that you sell mm. that is above your variable cost, your direct variable cost. So only the cost of the good. And so the idea behind this is that it allows you, and this is kind of a pro for this version, is that it allows you to very quickly know exactly how much of this contribution margin you need to become profitable, to get past those direct costs that are going to happen no matter what, whether you sell something or not. So, um, so, so the, the, the pro of the contribution contribution margin is, is that it's really easy to find your break-even point. Yeah. You know, the, the downside or the con to it is that it doesn't take in capacity. And so it's hard to know what that, uh, what that number is for your, um, your direct costs, or I'm sorry, right. your fixed, your fixed costs. Uh, what, what does that number need to be when I double in sales or when I do right. a lot more stuff, you right. know, you can't kind of forecast uh, that way, or it, it just makes it a little bit more, a little more difficult. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you can, you know, you can say, okay, what if I added a person, but you still, you don't know how much of that time uh, of that person that you're adding, how much of their time is actually going to be working to make you money versus how much are they just going to be right. like, you know, scrolling Instagram, you know, <laughs> cause they don't have right. anything to do, yeah. you know? So, yeah. um, so that's the con of the, the, uh, contribution margin, the gross margin, like I said before, it does allow for direct labor, but it can be really inaccurate because like I say, every time you introduce another variable, um, and you're off just by a little bit, you know, it's like that, that pilot that, you know, yeah. um, they're going one way and you just take them, you know, they're going from New York to LA and you take them one degree off of their, you know, their, yeah, their heading. Yeah. And, yeah. And they're like in Seattle or something or, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> or Canada, I, you know, so, yeah. um, depending on how long your, you know, trajectory is. So basing it on estimations can be 
that's a downside. Yeah, tricky, you know. Yeah. yeah. And of course, there's, there's going to be differences, you know, when you're talking about production in-house versus a dropship mm-hmm. model. So mm-hmm. dropship is going to have some different fixed costs than, than, let's say, someone like yourself who you're paying. You know, you have a lot of fixed costs because, like you said, mm-hmm. whether you sell a shirt or not, you're still paying rent. You still have employees. You still have, you know, equipment, leases or payments, whatever. It's yeah. going to be fixed regardless. So if you're dropshipping, if you're out there and you're just doing the dropship model, your fixed costs, you could be asking yourself, well, what in the world is my what are my fixed costs because i don't i'm not doing production in-house and i'm not right i'm not i don't have a huge staff so here's some things you can kind of think about when you're thinking about fixed costs and of course this goes into uh you know the, the i guess both both um contribution and gross when you're thinking about what fixed costs are so mm-hmm. subscription subscription fees to design research uh, design photoshops or photo p or whatever research mm-hmm. um you know merchant former you know, jungle scout whatever those kinds E-rank. of tools e-rank um a marketplace tools if you have a, a pro account for amazon you're going to be paying that 40 dollars a month um mm-hmm. uh the percentages you know you're selling on etsy you're gonna sell you know it's gonna be two percent or 15 percent or 18 percent on amazon um, so you know those those costs are gonna hit either way. Those costs are gonna be more uh related to your variable cost be- product. Right. Be- yeah, because you're gonna that only happens if you actually sell something. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess so, so I guess a twenty cost, cent yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess a twenty cent listing fee could kind of go either way, but sure, sure. You get the idea. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you've got virtual assistants. Um, your own salary if you're paying yourself anything for renting an office space of course the cost associated with that accounting softwares and or bookkeepers um, mm-hmm. again if you're not savvy on on this kind of stuff mm-hmm. me uh, you're probably gonna have an accounting <laughs> software or bookkeeper utilities um, when you're thinking about the power electricity your computer you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. what it's taking um, to run that any kind of email broadcast software, MailChimp, anything like that that you're going to be using to capture emails as a marketing tool as well. Those are some things to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out what your fixed costs are that will help you determine if you're making money at the end of each and every month. Right. And then, and then from there, you know, um, you would, after you have that, so that's your, that's your mountain, you know, that's the mountain you have to climb each month to profitability. Um, and so then you have to figure out your variable costs. So if you're, again, if you're drop shipping, I know I mentioned earlier, I sell a t-shirt for 20 bucks, you know, my variable cost is three. If you don't have a production center, you, you know, that's not going to be your cost, your variable cost. You know, if you're, you know, you're, if you're selling a shirt for $20, maybe let's just call it, you know, $25 because yeah. you're charging shipping or whatever. So we can take that out of the equation. Um, you know, maybe you buy your shirt for 10 bucks. So, uh, and then you, you know, there's a 15% fee, uh, because you sold it on Amazon or six and a half fee plus your 20 cents and plus the, whatever other fee yeah. Etsy decides to charge. So maybe at the end of the day on your $25 shirt, you know, that you spent, you know, $5 to ship and $10 or $8 or $10 to buy. And then you're paid your thing. You may, you know, maybe you're making, seven bucks that's your contribution margin and so the con your and the reason it's called contribution margin is because you're contributing to the amount that it takes to get above your fixed cost every month so and that's how you back into it so you find okay 
seven, let's for easy math, let's say I'm making $10 for every shirt. So yeah. if my fixed costs are, you know, a thousand dollars a month because I have, you know, a bunch of subscriptions and I have a virtual assistant that helps me design things. Um, and then, you know, I have an accounting software or, you know, something or something that I'm keeping a track of it in, or I have somebody that's yeah. doing that for me. It's a thousand bucks a month. I have to sell a hundred shirts because 10 times a hundred is a thousand. Yep. I have to sell a th- hundred shirts to break even. And then anything after that is gravy. So it makes it very easy to find out what your break even is. And so yeah. then you can say, well, Hey guys, you know, team me and myself and I, or me, myself and my VA or whatever. What if we, what if we made it a race every month, you know? And, and if we get to that, if we get, if we get to that place by the, the 20th of the month, first of all, the rest of that month is all gravy. That's all your profit. That's all yep. what you get to take in. But if we get to, if we get to that spot, you know, and, uh, we're going to get donuts for the team, or I'm going to, you know, send you a gift card on Amazon. If you're a VA and you're away or something, you know, I mean, I'm going to, there's some, you can do very easy incentive bonuses because you know exactly where your break even uh, is and what is beyond that, you know, and if we don't make it and we make it on the 21st, well, we'll try again next month, you know, or whatever, however you want to do that. There's just a lot of opportunity to kind of play with that once you understand your break even number. Yep. So it's a lot of information, folks, and you're probably going to want to pause, rewind, take notes, and then rewind, and then pause, and then take more notes. But there's a lot of... (laughs) A lot of stuff in there when you're when you're trying to figure out the answer to the question if you're making money how do you know if you're making money um mm-hmm. and if, if it can be really hard to want to dig in and kind of um take those notes and, and give that attention if if numbers make your head hurt but <laughs> if you are running a business you're going to have to at some point or another get used to uh to numbers yeah. and, and figuring this kind of stuff out because that's going to let you know whether or not you have yeah. a, a business to, to run uh, the next day or the next month, the next six months, next year. And so some of the things to, 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 to think about. Um, so and, and contribution margin uh, is the easiest way for, for most POD sellers to kind of figure out, like Travis said, that break even and yeah. what's, what's profit after that. And that kind of gives you a good place to start and know set your goals. Like you said, if it's just right. you, yourself and I, okay, you got to sell this many shirts. If you have a VA, if you have a salesperson, if you, you know, depend, no, no matter how big that your company is, you have the ability to set those goals and those, those numbers. So people know what you have to hit, even for yourself, put it in front of you every day and let, you know, mm-hmm. tally as you go. Yeah. yeah many, Cause you're, because we talked about those, you know, those drop ship fixed costs, you can also use it to, in some ways, kind of strategize like, hey, I need to make my, myself personally, I need to make a thousand extra dollars a month. That's why I started this. And so now I have, but I have a thousand dollars of fixed costs. You throw your thousand in with that as a fixed cost. So now your fixed cost is $2,000 and now I need to sell 200 shirts. And you, so you can actually put your, your own goals into that fixed cost uh, bag, if you will, or, you know, make it that mountain that you got to climb every, every month. So um, yeah. So yes, contribution margin is the easiest way for most 
you know, especially drop ship, um, because you don't have a whole lot of fixed costs. You're probably, you know, uh, using a computer that you would use otherwise, you know, that it's just your house computer. It's <laughs> yeah. not necessarily yeah. a business computer, you know, and so you're not paying anything for that. You're not, you know, paying really much in anything except for, um, you know, your subscription fees and things like that. Or if you have a virtual assistant, so your, yeah. your fixed costs are really low. So it makes it pretty easy to, again, find that break even and, and then plan, you know, what do I need to sell? And so then the question becomes, how do I sell? <laughs> and that's a whole nother right. podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole nother topic for, for a whole, <laughs> a whole nother time. Uh, but yeah, it's always good to have those goals in front of you. And if you want, you can pull a Michael Scott and you can just make a little something there to track your progress mm -hmm. and it goes as you go, there you go. And you know, when you get to the top, you've reached your goal. <laughs> you can always get inspiration from the office and the crime aid. Always. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for, for listening. And uh, hopefully you found this information helpful and insightful. And if you have any questions, if you have any other in insights into this particular topic, you can always let us know. Uh, and by joining the Facebook group, penonamancast.com slash Facebook is where you can go to join the conversation, join the family, join the community, uh, and let us know your thoughts. And if you have any additional questions to this, eventually it would be nice uh, to get someone like a bookkeeper, someone that knows that numbers are their world. And so they, you know, they might have some other some other, um, you know, hints or kind of tips to kind of make this whole process a little bit more palatable for those that don't enjoy the, the topic. Um, sure. So I uh, put on a mancast.com slash Facebook so we can go to join the community. As I said before, uh, you can go to Instagram, put on a mancast.com slash Instagram and slash YouTube. And we are there as well. And uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, and then the, basically what that does is it just helps this this podcast get in front of the people that need it the most and just helps the algorithm and tell the Apple's algorithm or Spotify's algorithm or whoever, whatever their, whatever podcast platform you're using, um, that we need to be in front of more people's eyes, which we agree. We agree or with ears. that. Or, or, or ears, uh, depending on what they want to do. So, uh, And of course, printedamancast.com just by itself is a place you should go. It's an archive of the shows. There's the merch store. There's uh, signing up for the newsletter and you get a bonus dad joke each and every week when you do that. So uh, Travis, anything else before we wrap this one up? No, I mean, I'll just uh, echo you. If, if, if you're not signed up for the, uh, the weekly newsletter, please do so. Um, we, I do, send out some pretty interesting stuff uh, that doesn't necessarily go and make it into the Facebook group, but yeah. uh, check that out. Won't spam you. You do get an extra dad joke and, uh, and some, you know, relatively interesting information about the print on demand world each and every week. And it's not really long, so it's pretty easy on yeah. the eyes. Easy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so check it out. Printondemandcast.com. All right. So be sure to do that and then let us know, Hey, if you do, let us know what the extra dad joke is so we know. So we know that you know, that we know, that you know, that we know, <laughs> that we all know, you know? So mm -hmm. with that being said, we're excited to be back with you again very soon. But for now, for Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. 
Hey, babe, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print On Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.